And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello and welcome to the Weighing In Podcast. We have got a ton of fights to talk about. Nothing but fight, 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 fight all weekend long. So, we're going to get going right away, but how was your trip back from Hawaii, Josh? It was you're great. Not, you're not looking as oh, tan, sorry, so sorry, that I'm means just... you were working. You yeah, were working. I didn't, get a really, I didn't get any chance to get to the beach except for when we went to the Monster event that night on Thursday. It's the only yeah, time I really got night. to see the beach. That's at night. There's no tanning at night. <laughs> There's no tanning at night. Like, I came back and I shaved, and look at how I have like a little bit of a white patch that goes like this. And... Man, not much you can do about it. And we really didn't see the sun. I went for the hike early in the morning one morning, right when the sun was coming up. It was nice. Did the uh, Cocoa Head stairs. I love that. I love that hike. It's awesome. It's awesome. So we had a good time. Got some pictures up there and came back down. And then it was a good week. I mean, it was a busy week. We did the USO uh, tour. Uh, meet and yeah, that, that started like a fart in church. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously. So we many show- stories. Oh man, we showed up and first they were like, Hey, can we, Josh, is Josh Thompson here? Yeah, that's him. Well, you're not, your ID is not a real ID. I'm like, no, it's a real ID. They're like, no, no, no. It says on here, real ID. Do you think I'd be stupid enough to put on my ID ID that it's not not a real ID? ID? (laughs) They're like, well, it's, it says it's not a real ID. You idiots. (laughs) Like, are you serious? It's a driver's license, but it's not, it doesn't qualify for the real ID to fly, you know? I guess apparently they're going to be implementing that here pretty soon, which they haven't started implementing it. Thank goodness. I mean, I travel everywhere. Supposed to in 2020. Yeah, they were supposed to in 2020. They can't pull their hair. But you know what? They can do. They can find ways to uh, increase the one percent, one point seven five percent on people to have good uh, FICO scores. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've got an I've got an eight fifteen FICO score, and you're going to fucking now charge me to buy more or to buy houses. Charge more. Extra percentage. Right. Anyways, let's so, not get into that. Here, not, no, real simple. Josh, no, real simple. Don't pay some bills. <laughs> Let your FICO score down. Get, no. get a better rate. It like makes way, sense. It, I feel like it it's a way. It makes sense. John, it's a way for them to crash the banks again and fucking bail themselves out and give themselves all fucking bonuses. It drives me yes. nuts. Anyways, look, this is MMA podcast. We're not going to talk politics, <laughs> so we're going to move right on. Move it right along. Hawaii was beautiful, as always. Got a little rain about 10, t- uh, 10 minutes out of the day. And it just so happened to give us 10 minutes of rain at the monster event. <laughs> we were all sitting down eating. Getting but uh, the food was fantastic. People were fantastic, man. I, I met Big Boy, did uh, some live training with him. Uh, dude's fucking awesome, man. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Super nice. Very soft-spoken. But his, John, his fucking back and his neck. I mean, he's got to have at least a 20, 20-inch neck. No. It's pretty he close. He doesn't have a neck. Yeah, there is no neck. You are right. There's no neck. We're not even going to say we can measure it. It's just fucking shoulders to ears. That's straight. It. Uh overall though we had a fantastic week. What was your best what was the best memory you had from this weekend? Uh, from this weekend? You know what? I loved I loved all the kids at the uh signings and stuff like that. Oh. The, the military people. Uh, that was great, you know. Getting into the base was not pissed me off. No. Yeah, <laughs> I was walking out. I'm done. Well, I said it live on air, man. I said that it hit different when the people when they all when all the troops brought their kids this time. Yeah, like last, like good. did it last year. We did it last year, and it just See, wasn't. I was the same. there too. Yeah, it, but 
but it wasn't the same last year. Last year was no. a lot. A lot of it was a lot of them running in in their fatigues, yeah. going. I just took a minute off work to come get an autograph. I got. I got to go back. So there wasn't as much um, interaction. They were like, I got to go. I got, like you know, it was like I just want to meet you guys, and that was it. Got their picture, and they bounced, did it for the gram, you know. And um, but this time it was like we sat and chatted with kids and. You know, and parents, and it was there was some time. There was some time to really spend, and uh, it was nice. It, like I said, it hit different because the kids brought their jiu-jitsu belts, and a lot of them train at some of the Gracie gyms, you know, on the island. It's all. It was awesome. It was awesome to see, and uh, kids were all stoked, and it was fun. It, it makes you makes you appreciate the fact that they are there are kids that are eighteen, nineteen. You meet them, you're like, man, you are you are young. You're a kid. You know, and uh, you're here just, you know, making a living, getting by and doing your thing I and supporting us and everything we do. It's fucking fantastic. I love, I, I, very appreciative to live in this country. Very much so. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, but you know what? We're going to jump right into the Bellator 295 first. Then we're going to talk the UFC and then we'll do the Friday night Bellator card. And then we will talk some boxing. So I'll give you the little recap in the timestamps. Also on where that'll all be. And uh, make sure you guys smash that subscribe button and the little thumbs up. I'm getting a lot of flack in the corner, man, or in the comment sections talking about, hey, that little thumbs up is what's going to get you guys uh, some better work on the algorithm. So hit that f- that thumbs up for us. Hit the bell because we're going to be dropping some specials this week because we've got some uh, some guys coming on uh, to, to interview. And so make sure you guys hit that bell. We'll drop some shows, you know, throughout the week. Give you guys a little extra content. And if uh, you guys are not following us on OnlyFans yet, please head over to OnlyFans.com slash weighing in and uh, subscribe to us over there. It's free, you guys. It's free. That's all. Like, it's it's a good time. We'll get to... Say, not that just kind of say good that time. one more time. It's, it's free. Not, it's, it's free. Uh, no, you can't have that kind of time it's with us. It's not that kind of good that. time, but... We don't, we don't do that. But yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to have some extra content on there for you guys and uh, a lot more interaction with you guys on that, on that platform. OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Let's get right into Bellator 295, Rafael Stotts, Patchy Mix. Start from the top, baby. Just go right into the main event. Let's go. Just go right into the main event. You had it for the Bantamweight World Grand Prix finish. Both guys started off with wins last year in the exact arena. You know, and you looked at all the things that were in place, Josh, when you think about it. Let's go with Patchy Mix. Only has one loss on his record. It was to Juan Archuleta. Jason Herzog was the referee of that fight. And guess who his referee was for this fight? Jason Herzog. Mm-hmm. So you're looking and going, wow, okay, that's maybe a little bit if you're superstitious. And then Rafion Stotts has had nothing but wins in the Blaisdell Arena, and he had a big knockout win to win the championship against Juan Archuleta, who had beaten Patchy Mix. And you're going, wow, that sounds really good. And Patchy Mix says, I'm not superstitious. I'm knocking you out. Boom! Done. That's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... I would have never have thought that it would have been done by a knee, which in hindsight's 50-50. I would have went back and realized <laughs> because of his body style, because of the way that Rafael Stotts dips his head when he punches, he kind of leans in for the wrestling. Yeah. I think it's just a, it's a habit that he's developed over the years. He strikes kind of getting ready to set up on the takedown if the opportunity presents itself. And... That body style, we've talked about this forever. I've said this forever. This, the Corey Sanhagen body style, the Patchy Mix body style that John Jones has made a career off of his body style. You know, um, this, they're hard, they're difficult to deal with. You know, you look at this Corey Sanhagen knockout of Frankie Edgar, very similar. And uh, I know Sean Grandy said a little, said, little you know, bit he, more of a jump in that one, though. Just a in, little bit. More. In which one? <laughs> 
Sanhagen against Edgar. Did he jump? I don't think he jumped in that one. Yeah, he jumped. Oh, did he? Okay. Oh, so, yeah. but re, but regardless, like he, yeah. the height of the their opponents, you know, sure. Frankie being shorter, Stotts being shorter, and bringing the knee just right up the middle, and it doesn't have to be hard. You just caught him on the exchange. No, because knees are heavy. You just well, got to hit it in the right spot. Yeah, and I'm just jabbing. I'm hitting that knee upward and shoving your jaw back up into your throat. I mean, you're out, man. Your teeth clatter. Just everything is. It all works picture perfect, and it doesn't have to be hard. And um, nope. that's that's the misconception that knees have to be hard. They don't have to. They just got to hit the right spot. You hit the liver in the right spot. It's just it's as bad as a body shot, or even worse than a body shot. You just got to hit the right the right spot in the right time. The knee and the to the jaw. I mean, I don't know how many people could have taken that. I mean, he was out. He was out. I mean, he was staring off oh, yeah. into space. And I hit him up yesterday, and I said, hey, man, stay the course. You're still one of the best Bantamweights in the world. No doubt about it. There's no there's no confusion yeah. about that. Rafion Stocks is one of the best Bantamweights in the world. It just wasn't his night. I said, buddy, no. you're 19 and 2, and you've looked very impressive since coming into Bellator. You know, Apache Mix. His one loss is to Juan Archuleta, but he remedied that. By going back to the drawing board, that was the best thing that could have happened to him. Was That's him right. losing that fight because Absolutely. he thought he because the way he is in the gym and he the way he is he in all the other fights, everybody. He thought, oh, man, once I get this guy to the ground, it's over." Well, over. Juan Archuleta was able to defend very well from the back. I mean, you could say potentially those two rounds were ten eight rounds, and that would have made the fight a lot closer. But still, regardless that they weren't, still, it was a great he had he had it was a great learning lesson. For him on understanding that you chase the submission. If it's not there, you don't keep chasing it. You just control the position, control the position, make them work Do to defend damage. and get out. That's it. Do damage. Yep. Big time damage. So, uh, but in this fight, never got going. What was it? A minute 29, I think it was, in the first round. Just nicely placed up the middle. Boom. Lights out. Big but, win. I mean, you know, you, and you take a look and, hey, super happy for Patchy Mix because of the fact he did everything right from mm -hmm. the point when he did lose that fight to Juan Archuleta. He took some steps back, looked at what he was doing with his career, with his lifestyle. Was it the right thing that was going to get him to where he wanted to be? And he made changes. Yeah. And those changes are the reason that he's in the position he is now. And you know, look, he's he's a stud. You know that. I know that. You know other people that are around you know, around his training and stuff. They all know. Mm -hmm. They know how good he is, and uh, he's going to be a very tough to beat. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, – there's some other 135-pounders at some of the other gyms and locations in Vegas that won't train with him. So that should tell you enough. And I'm just not talking like lower-level guys. I'm talking a lot of high-level guys that just just don't want to train with him. They're not even in the same organization, but they don't want to train no. with him. He's good. And uh, good congratulations to him. I mean, people were asking me, though, they said, hey, how come you have two belts? How come you got two belts? Well – one is the Bantamweight World Grand Prix belt, which when they do it again next time, it'll have now a plaque on the side with his name on it to win it. And then the next time they do it, they'll the next well, time they they'll give it out. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, the belt that he has has the name of everybody that was in that tournament. Ah. Their names are all on that belt. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really cool belt. And then I think from what I understand from Coker is that the next one they give out, they'll have all the names on the tournament, and then on the other side will be the people who have won people it. People that have won it. Yeah, so that's pretty cool, man. <clears throat> it's a historical thing. And then the other one was the interim title belt that Rafael Stotts had when he beat Juan Archuleta. Yeah. So it's easy. It's, it's not, I shouldn't say it's easy. It's easier to win the belt than it is to keep it. 
So he's he's got his work cut out for him. So you look at the guys he's going to potentially have to fight. Sergio Pettis or Patricio, whichever one. But, I mean, he's been calling. He would really like to have that Patricio fight. Yeah, you know, you look and you go, I understand that, but the, the he's the champion of the feather, featherweight division. He still has to beat Sergio. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be an easy thing to do. So, you know, yeah. right now it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, you're sitting in a good position. You know yeah. I get to watch, and I'll then know who exactly who I'm fighting. Exactly. Exactly. So, Next. Big win. Alimaleh McFarland taking on Kana Watanabe in a... Eh, kind of like an eliminator match to see if you know who possibly could be fighting Liz Carmouche, who we'll talk about later on. Um, decision, split decision. Fact, you know, just wasn't you know that exciting of a fight. Not just not enough going on. Both women a little bit hesitant, a little bit you know their their grappling kind of neutralized you know one another. Uh, kind of had some beautiful takedowns though. There was a couple times I loved how she reached for the hand on the one to bring her down and everything. She had some really uh, nice, nice foot sweeps out. The judo was there. Um, <clears throat> in the end, though, Lee McFarlane got the uh, decision and talking to the judges, they all thought that like, Kanawatnabi Watanabe was trying to grapple but wasn't doing any kind of damage. And at least Lee Malay was landing some shots, was doing something and looked like she was trying to actually work towards finishing the fight compared to someone they thought was trying to ride out time. I had kind of want Nobby winning. I'm being honest. Okay. I just want to have me too. Okay. I did as well. And I said it on the broadcast. It just, I think that I know she wasn't doing as much damage, but she had the better throws. She had the better control. And when the, the shots were being landed by Alimale in terms of the grappling exchange, they weren't that hard. Now no, on the feet, it was different. The straight right hand yeah. was fucking money. Well, yeah, that's it was why money. she got. The, that's why I thought she won the first round. She <clears throat> yeah. actually landed shots that hurt Watanabe. Yes, you could see they bothered her. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So I did have it being twenty nine twenty eight, but I thought it was going to be Watanabe to win. And uh, look, but again, in this type, see, and this is where people get all you know. Either lady, in yeah. my opinion, cannot be upset with losing that because you look, you left it way too open for someone to have an interpretation of who should win this fight you didn't do enough to prove that you deserve to win it this is where i goes though this when we have these conversations we had this uh when we were in hawaii is that the blood in danny sabatello's head the crowd when it makes noises when a shot lands and it's your hometown crowd it can't that you know look it it can it can have an influence i'm not going to sit there and say that that can the the blood get away from me but (laughs) It's the, but it is true. When you're in a hometown, you'll see that, you know, sometimes, and, and look at, I don't know how to say it. There's all types of levels as far as judging, and you had certain people there that are high-level judges, and then you had certain people that have not had the experience in doing that high-level judging. They've been judging in Hawaii when there's shows, and there's just not that many shows there, yeah. so they don't get that much experience. It's true. That's true. But overall, like you said, either one of them could have done, both of them, sorry, yeah, could have done more. Could have exactly. done a little bit more, a little bit more aggressive in the attack. They were both understanding what's at stake, and they fought, both of them fought conservative. Just wasn't one of those, uh, like, get me to tune in kind of fights. It was, you know? was not one of those fights you go, wow, I want to see that again. No. Nope, don't. 
Yancey Medeiros versus Charlie Leary, though. I'll see that any day. Because <laughs> that was, that's what fighting is all about. Oh, shit. Uh, you, you know, again, we are going into this. We talked about Charlie Leary and, you know, he doesn't get the credit for being the, the, incredibly tough individual he is because he's tough as hell yeah. you, know, I, you know i call him a walking zombie and there's been other fighters that i've said the same thing about it. those are those guys that man you can hit them with a baseball bat and they just kind of go and yeah. keep walking forward and you go god damn stop that yancy Madero's being a guy that you know coming off of a, a lasting injury he had the eye injury and stuff so he's finally passed that and he was getting beat. He was ta- he was taking oh. some shots. Charlie Leary was putting some shots on him and hurting him. And you know, Yancey decided I'm biting down. I'm going to just plant my feet and go. That's not always what I would suggest. It's not always the smartest game plan. But I'll be damned if it didn't work for him because he hit Charlie Leary with some shots. And you can see Charlie Leary got hurt. Then went after him and goes to the ground, grabs the rear naked. Gets the submission win. Beautiful job by Yancey. Man, that crowd exploded over his performance. I was going to say something, but I'm afraid to fuck it up. You can take the Hawaiian out of Hawaii, but you can't take the Hawaii out of the Hawaiian. <laughs> he's okay. like, he, That's close. he's yeah. a scrapper, man. Like, and oh, he just, dude. you look at certain guys and fighters that come out of there, look at Max, you look at BJ, you look at. You know, Sumiko. You know, but it's there is something about, and I'm going to say, you know, not all Hawaiian fighters fight smart. They don't. Mm -mm. You know, and many times I'm going, what are you doing? You know, and we're going to talk about someone who I said that about before. But the the one thing that you know when you put a Hawaiian fighter, they're going to throw down. That they know that. They know, hey. I can't go out here and, and not just throw down because, you know, my, my family will get all over me. My, you know, my <laughs> friends will get all over me. I've got to go out there and it's what they do. They are just tough human beings who will, they'll scrap, you know, you look, you, everyone looked at BJ as the guy because he was so technically good, but he would just scrap too at times. Mm-hmm. So, well, his fight you know, with Gomi, I mean, then him oh fighting, God. uh, him fighting Machida. I mean, he went up. He was fighting at 200-something pounds when he fought Machida. Yeah, I know. That's, you know what I mean? And, and he fought Rodrigo. He fought Henzo. He fought all those guys. And they were all bigger than him. All yeah. of them. I mean, Henzo no, was probably about cared. the same. Henzo was probably about the same. But Rodrigo was bigger than him. No, yeah. Henzo was not the same. No? You think no, Henzo was bigger? Henzo. Yeah, Henzo was BJ bigger. was a little, you know, a little, <laughs> a little, a little round at the time. <laughs> BJ's my boy, but, you know, BJ, he understands. I'll help yeah. you. I'll help you take him down. But there's a lot of pressure that goes with fighting in front of your your people, man. Not just, I know, it's like, look, okay, you bring your crew when you go and fight somewhere else. No, no. This is everybody you see on a daily basis. Yeah, These are, it's yeah. it's a little bit more pressure. Sure, they're all watching you at home. There's an it's expectation. there. Yeah. But there's an expectation. There really is. Mm-hmm. And they know it. And, I'm, you know, I'm telling you, as a whole, they deliver. Mm-hmm. They deliver. So This was a perfect fight. It. This was a perfect fight for both of them. They both had opportunities yeah. to win. You know, uh, yep. Charlie just got hit with some big shots. And that phew, that fucking Hawaiian power just came through. I mean, Yancey just fucking bit down on the fucking mouthpiece and let Boy, it sling. He did. Yep. He let it sling. Uh, next fight. Aaron Pico taking on James Gonzalez. This was a replacement fight for Aaron Pico. He was supposed to face uh, Otto Rodriguez. Otto pulled out. Uh, so James Gonzalez really took this thing almost on a little over a week's notice mm-hmm. and uh, always in the gym, always training. So he, 
came in prepared and he proved it. And I'll tell you what, I thought James Gonzalez fought uh, just a ballsy fight. He went after Aaron. He did not, you know, in any way relinquish anything as far as, oh, you're Aaron Pico and I'm supposed to lose. He went after him. He did everything he could to win that fight. Uh, put on a great performance. I thought Aaron, you know, I, the best thing that could have happened for Aaron, and I, I said it earlier, he needs the time in the mm -hmm. cage. He doesn't, he, he doesn't need that fighter that he can just get rid of. He needs someone like a James Gonzalez that is going to sit there and say, yeah, you're, you're hitting me with great shots. I'm not going to go away. I'm not yeah. stopping. And so I thought it was a very, uh, a timely win for Aaron. And I thought that James Gonzalez proved why they brought him in and why they gave him a contract. The dude can fight and he's tough as hell. Yeah. I like the fact that, um, they gave him a contract cause he's, yep. he's good. He's tough. Yeah. yeah. He had, he had, went, went out there, showed no respect to Aaron. He didn't get his, he didn't get what he needed, which was the W, but I mean, he showed, he showed everybody in the 145 pound division yeah. that he's, he's, well, he won respect. There. Yeah, absolutely. He won respect, you know, cause, and Ray Longo, you know, is his longtime coach. He wasn't there for him, but it's obvious that, you know, he fights like, you know, yeah. Ray Longo and, uh, Wyman and Sarah and all those guys, yep. right? They just fight tough. Yep. I, I think, mean, I think the fight to make them right, proud. I think the fight to make right now, though, is Aaron Pico and Mads Burnell. Ooh. That's the fight to make. Mads really? is good on the feet. Yeah. You've got to, I mean, Mads already had, he already had his title shot. Did he? No. No, no. He fought Adam. <laughs> no, he fought Adam Boric. <laughs> I was like, right. okay. No, he fought Adam Boric, right? He came up short. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's already fought Adam Boric. I think the Mads fight would be perfect. That's a good that because Mads Mads is tough as fucking nails. And okay, tell, I don't know if Aaron. Tell wants me to why take, you tell me why you have that fight over the Jeremy Kennedy fight, which people look at and don't well, give Jeremy credit for winning, even yeah. though he did. This is why I stood next to Jeremy Kennedy when he's not in camp right now. That dude's fucking bigger than me. He, yeah, he is, is enormous. Yeah. Well, holy that's... shit, <laughs> John. He's like yeah. my height. He's maybe a little bit shorter, like a tiny bit shorter. No, he's, no, he's not. He's, he's shorter than me. No, he's 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 at least your height. Yeah. So okay. So I yeah. I, I was thinking he was my height. You know, maybe a tiny bit, but whatever. I mean, my hair is probably a little bit taller. That's it. He had a shaved head, by the <laughs> yes. way. Yes. Um. Yeah, man. He's big. He was. I said, I go. What do you weigh right now? I'm like one eighty five. He's like, <laughs> no, one seventy nine. It's like <laughs> Jesus. Man, so yeah. no, I, I'm definitely down with the Jeremy Kennedy rematch. Absolutely, absolutely. I did the, notice that Aaron had a hard time getting the takedowns. Uh, okay. I think I a little bit had to do this. with maybe the shoulder. It had nothing to do with the shoulder. Oh, ah, okay. It had to do with game plan. It had to oh. do with a guy. It had to do with a coach named Greg Jackson, uh, who okay. wanted him to look. I want you to stand on your feet. I want you to just take your time. I don't don't throw hard. Just Touch, touch, touch. We want you to just, I want got you to be it. out there and move around. Got so, it. So when he got into clinch situations, yeah. it, was, it was like he was supposed to shove off. He wasn't supposed to. Uh, okay, so. that, makes sense. that makes more sense. But it just seemed like a couple of times he got in on the high crotch and he wasn't able to really lift or really get it. to. He, one, one or two times he got it down, but it was like, yeah. a, okay, back out and just get but back out. you never saw him shoot, shoot for a take. No, 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 no. I didn't really shoot. So. It was more like, I'm in close. Yeah. I might as well grab the legs. So got into clinch and he just, it's almost an instinctive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when he's in like that, so it's okay. Yeah. But good win. Good job of coming back from a nasty shoulder injury and uh, getting himself back. I like the call out. He wants a title shot. 
Yeah. yeah, the thing the thing is is people need to understand how hard and difficult it is to fight somebody on a week's notice. I'll give you an oh, example. Yeah. I fought Bobby Green on ten days notice. He came in on late notice, and I was supposed to fight Michael Jack Johnson. They're just different fighters. Now, don't get me yeah. wrong; they're very close in terms of they both like to box, but and both have decent wrestling. But the speed and the the what we were going to do with Michael is not what we were going to do with Bobby Green. It was a different style. I knew that with Bobby, I could touch, touch, you know, and still have. He he wasn't super fast. Bobby was slick, but he wasn't super fast. With Michael Johnson, he was just too damn fast. I knew that I was going to have problems with him on the feet, and I was gonna, the plan was to wrestle a lot more. So when I went out there, it just it was a just wasn't the same fight. It just felt everything felt different. It's the mind fuck, really. And Aaron made the adjustments and had a great performance. The the key is Aaron came away with the victory. My ass came away with the dub, a loss, an L. You know what I mean? Like, just wasn't wasn't a wasn't one of it's, my best fights. Well, see, it's, people think that it's easy for the no. person that's been trained. It's not easy for either fighter Mm-mm. because you're not prepared for the one you end up going against, and it makes it more difficult. You almost, I almost feel like it's easier for the guy who come in. Late. Sometimes it is. Because when Sometimes I fought Kawajiri in Japan. Especially if you have been just training because you haven't peaked. You haven't really, you haven't overtrained. Mm-mm. And you'll come in and you actually, many times, you have really good performances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you feel like, okay, you have nothing to lose also. Like, yeah. okay, they know they called me in on short notice. I mean, they're not expecting me to win. I can either go at them really hard until I get myself super tired or I could pace myself. Let's see what happens. You know, That's so it. it's a. It sometimes favors, I think, the person who's coming in on short notice. James Gonzalez looked fantastic. Congratulations, young man. I know you didn't get the win, but big fan now. Big fan. Yep. Next fight. Absolutely. Mads Burnell, who you were talking about against Justin Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. This is one of those I take a look at and I go, Justin Justin Gonzalez needed this fight. Yeah. He, he, because you, you think you're going to just go out and be able to do whatever you want at times. And then when it doesn't work that way for you, and you got a guy with all the experience of Mads Burnell, Things can go against you, and, and you can get caught in situations. And the other part of it is, Josh, you know, I know, it's like, oh, I do, I use this sweep all the time. I, mm. I always am able to get people off with this. I can always get myself bucked. And then you meet that one person yeah. that you go to do your little sweep or you go to do your get up, and all you get is yeah, not smashed. Yep. Yep. And that's what happened in this fight with Mads and Justin. He, he met someone that. Eh, was just a step ahead in that ground and, and was able to stop everything that he wanted to do and was able to reverse him when they got to the ground if yeah. he took it down. And, you know, and Ryan Schultz in his corner was telling him, hey, no more takedowns. Yeah. And, you know, Ryan was right. You know, still didn't. Flop your mic. How was yeah. that? Still didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we, um, this fight I love left. the fact I get to hit my mic. <laughs> This this fight left a lot to be desired though. There should have been some such a way better fight. Both of them are dogs, you know. But one guy found a way to to make it an easy fight, and he took the easy way, which I don't blame him at all. I'm not saying Mads Mads fought a very high fire IQ. Yep, um, James boy. was struggling. Now it's easy because James his only loss before this was Justin, to Aaron Pico. Justin, sorry, Justin, 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 yeah. Jan, Justin Gonzalez. James Gonzalez, Justin Gonzalez fight yes, I know. one I after know. each I other. Know. I know. I know. Justin Gonzalez, his only loss before this was to Aaron Pico, where he got out wrestled. He got out boxed yep. a little bit too, but he got out wrestled yep. mainly. He like, got out wrestled. Yeah, he got out wrestled. He got controlled from the top position, all those things. But it's easy to walk away from a fight against Aaron Pico and go, yeah, I got out wrestled because this guy's Olympic caliber. But then you're going to go, well, okay, now I fight someone like Maz Burnell. People don't realize how good he is. I've grappled with him on the floor. 
He's nasty good. He's got he's got some sneaky good stuff. Good sweeps. He's got good uh Japanese necktie. He's really he good on the, the neck. Same sweep twice. Yep. Yeah. And look at you know. Look, you get swept by someone and they they you go, okay, that shit ain't gonna happen again. <laughs> right? And you squash yep. it. Yep. <laughs> you go right out and it's all whip, go again. Yep. And and that's the thing. So when you see what like what Mads was able to do. He was able to control it. The, even when he got taken down, the very first takedown was to Justin Gonzalez. He's on bottom, or Mads was on bottom, and boom, right to yep. the sweep. I'm like, yep. all right, well, this isn't going to go well for you now because you're on bottom now. Yep. So after that, as soon as that sweep would have happened, I would have just been like, okay, hey, we're not threatening another takedown so you guys get a little bit more sweaty. you know. And uh, But then he did it again. So I just back to that, just keep it on the feet then. You got to find a way to get it going on the feet. Yeah. I don't know. But overall, like... It was one of those fights where I look at Aaron Pico and Mads Rennell or Jeremy Kennedy and, and Aaron Pico or, you know, that type of uh, group of fighters. Yep. So we'll see. Next fight. Kai Kamaka the third against Adley Edwards. You know, here's, here's my takes on this. Adley Edwards is a fighter. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate, man. He, he is, he's actually got speed. He's got good standing. He's got very good wrestling, but he's, Ended up fighting Kai Kamaka at a time when now Kai Kamaka understands how to fight. And when it's hard to explain to people, you can be a fighter and not know how to fight. There is a, a whole element to fighting that's all about being smart, what you do, when you do it. And uh, Kai Kamaka, you know, on, on this podcast, we talked about him multiple times in fights that he lost because he fought in Bellator. He went to the UFC. He won some, then he lost to TJ Brown in a fight. And and when you look at how he lost a couple times, fight IQ, especially on one of those fights was just horrible. You just look at what he was doing. You go, what are you thinking? So well, one was also a bad judge's decision where he should have won. That the was, you know, that, I think that was the TJ, TJ Brown one, right. but the one before that really bad fight IQ, the way he fought and everything, because Let's be honest. Kai Kamaka is very athletic. He's got good wrestling, super fast with his hands. He's got very good stand-up, but he'll get himself into brawls when that's not what's going to get you the win. What's going to get you the win is being the technician, being the guy that's slicker in here because you have that ability against the guy you're fighting, but now you're fighting his fight. And I thought that I talked to Kai after the fight and told him, I said, hey, you have turned the corner, my man. You have really shown you are a smart fighter now. I could not be more happy for you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have been more proud of the way you fought that. There were times when you could have tried to, oh, I'm going to do this. And he was going. He was looking to counter you. You just stayed the course. That's what a smart fighter does. And I thought he, he won a great fight against a very tough guy and looked fantastic doing it. Adley Edwards is in this he's in this patchy mix position where he where when he fought Juan. He fought really aggressive, really um all out there in the first round. And then as the first round went away, he blew his wad a little bit too much. Got a little tired. Yeah. And then what I loved about Kai Kamaka and you said fight IQ is that he didn't let any of that distract him. He got hit go. tossed, he got thrown, he got taken down, he got hit with some big shots. He just said, you know what? This is a long okay. fight. I got the whole second round. I got the whole third round. And as it started developing, Adley started slowing down. And Kamaka's leg kick started having an effect. His boxing started having an effect. He was able to start getting, mixing all up, controlling the body locks and the takedowns. He was able to do everything after Adley had already kind of blown his wad. 
That's the difference between someone, like you said, someone that can fight doesn't mean that you can fight. It's years and years of experience. It's not just the physical. It's all about the brain and what what you're doing out there. Yep. So I I look at Kai, man. He's come a long way since he's been back in Bellator. And um, this, was, this was a good test for him, especially in that first round where he was getting thrown all around and and switched and reversed. You know, he got he went for the takedown and Adley just stepped over almost right to mount and they got in the scramble. Yep. It was some good stuff. Good fight by both of them. But Adley's going to have to learn how to control himself, you know, so he doesn't get tired of going in the second, third. Kai, just well, stay the course, my man. You got you to look at, you know, Adley Edwards, as I'm saying. I really I'm impressed with his skills. He, he's a good fighter. Mm-hmm. He's got two fights in Bellator, two losses. First one was to Aaron Pico. He came in last minute, and now to Kai Kamaka. So I'd, I would like to see him just give him just a step down, and let's see what happens with him. John, look at – or not John, but Dave, pull up Adley Edwards. Does he, does he look a little bit like to – just click on him, yeah. Adley Edwards. Up. Right oh, in the so middle. He's right in the middle. Down now. There you go. There you go. Dave looked everywhere but there. Everywhere does, but Does he look... No, no, I want his picture. Does he look a little bit like Tony Ferguson? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just... I wasn't he just sure. Has di- he has different hair than Tony, but, you know, different well, hairline. If it, but yeah. he shaved his head. He looked just like Tony Ferguson. He looks a lot like Tony. He can wrestle yeah. like Tony, too. He, he, look, he can wrestle. He's good. No, you he's take good. a look at his, his fights there and the... You know, he's a good fighter. Hmm. All right, well... Well, we will, I, hope, I, I would imagine Sun, he signed a three-fight deal, so we'll probably Sunshine. Sun, Sunshine needs another fight, and needs to be against someone good. But I'd like to see him go again. Have him fight the other guy's name, Sunshine. Lincioni. <laughs> Lincioni. Two of them would be well, a fun fight. That would be a great fight. Lincioni, would Lincioni yeah, make weight? Yeah, bull. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Son of a bitch was texting me at three in the morning. <laughs> oh, it's my last time. Uh, I don't think he'll make the weight anymore. You didn't make the weight this time, motherfucker. You missed it by six pounds. <laughs> and then I see him in the morning. Fucking. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> oh, I was giving him a hard time. And he knew Eating it. Pancakes. Like, I, can, I can just see you looking at me. No shit, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Next fight. Sumiko Anaba uh, against Vita Ortega. I'll tell you what. Vita Ortega, I love her as, as a fighter. She's just ballsy. Man, she's got grit. She's she's a brawler. She's really good on the ground, and she wasn't able to get this fight to the ground. But you really have to be impressed with how far Samiko has come as a fighter. You know, coming into Bellator, she had her had her debut fight, I believe, mm-hmm. in Bellator um, as a professional, and has won every fight they put her in. And in this one, Josh, she looked like a fucking sniper out there she mm-hmm. was use, utilizing that jab she was just picking vita apart vita kept taking more and more damage to, you know was was understanding i'm getting beat and was trying to come forward more to try to create something and just took more damage a beautiful boxing exhibition could have kicked a little bit more mm-hmm. with anaba but yeah, yeah. I, i'm i'm being really fucking picky in saying anything fantastic performance yeah i thought she looked fantastic um she i think this is what she needed she needed a tough gritty fight her last fight she needed that also and she got it and um this fight she needed to understand that not everyone's just gonna drop when i hit them 
And uh, it was good for her to experience that. Now, what I do want to kind of switch it. I'm not taking anything away from a novice performance. But Vita, for the last, say, three or four fights, I haven't seen her get better. She's no adjustments. She, she, I don't know if she needs to maybe start taking a look at another camp or... I don't know. And I'm not trying to knock the camp, but you've, they've got to make some changes because she's, she's always been known for the tough, gritty fighter. And that's great. But... She's she's been known to take in, especially in a couple of her fights. What was her last, not her last fight, or the Alejandro Lara fight? She took a lot of damage in that fight. And then this fight, she took a lot of damage in this fight. Not a Naba, the one she fought. The girl she, she fought. took a lot of damage. Lita. In this fight. Yeah, she took a lot of damage in this fight. Her Alejandro Lara fight she took a lot of damage. The Limale fight, she was looking really good. That was her title fight. Yeah, but she, she got, got split open. She got cut open. So that. By an that elbow. Yeah, and she, she was looking good though. She was giving Alimalai some problems for a second. Oh yeah, I just um I haven't seen her get better though. She's the same fighter. No she changes. Is, no inside kicks. No like, no head not kicks. A kicker. She's I not get a kicker, it. Though. I get it, but it's hard. Then you got to be a better clincher. Then, okay. if you're going to be in boxing range, I need better. I need better elbows. I need yeah. better knees. And that's where that's where Alejandro Lara beat her up. Was in the elbows because she knew that Vita swung wide and they worked just elbows inside inside the clinch, pressing into the fence, and she, that's how she got yep. she got beat up pretty bad in that area. So I look at um, Samika beat her with the boxing, which she was a little bit faster, a little bit tighter. Those are things that she's going to have to clean up. If you're a wild swinger, she has a good jab, she throws a good punch, but she sometimes pushes it out, and they don't have to respect the power then. Yeah. So she's got to clean up, even in her boxing, she should be spending a lot more time on that and cleaning it up, not making it so wild and putting better combinations together. Just throwing the ones and twos is not the way to be, man. Not Now the sport's taking a change. It's getting to that three and four punch combinations. They've yeah, got to stay the tighter. Those are going to land. <clears throat> yeah. Um, any other fights on this card you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Go back real quick. Just as I say, the, the opening fight, I want to say, was the first fight for mm-hmm. Kikuri coming out of Pancrase. Had a big time. He was losing that fight. Had a big time knockout. Came from behind. Mm-hmm. Bruna Ellen is the one I want to say something about, along with Davion Franklin. In that, Bruna Ellen, 26 years of age, has had, had a lot of fights in Bellator, but she's still super young. And, man, she put on a great performance against Ioanni. And then Davion Franklin against Aras. Davion Franklin has learned about trying to settle down in a fight. And that's good to see because... That's the reason he ended up winning that fight because it was a tough fight for him. And he's got power. He just needs to, to rely on the fact that he doesn't have to try to hit everything as hard as he can. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I'm going to say is Bruna Ellen, congratulations. She's engaged. Her now fiance proposed to her, I guess, on oh, a boat nice. yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Very nice. And so congratulations. 26 years old, I think is what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Grandy is going to be brokenhearted. <laughs> I texted him already. <laughs> I sent him a picture. He's like, I'll bide my time. Yeah, I love <laughs> it's like, it. I'm like, bro, him about we're all him. getting old, buddy. <laughs> so, like, she is such a sweetheart, though. She's she so is. nice. She so is. sweet. She's a real sweetheart. Like I said, guys, if you guys are not following us on OnlyFans, go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Hit the subscribe button over there. It's free. We're not charging anything. Come on over. We've got extra content over there. We post clips of our interviews coming up this week. We also take fan questions off of our OnlyFans only for our fans out of there. So make sure you guys head over there. It is free. Onlyfans.com slash weighing in. Next thing, Dave. Only for our fans. Mm-hmm. On Only for our fans. Only fans. Got it. All UFC, right. We had what is this? 77? Fight night 71, I think. 
Was it Friday Night 71? Vegas 71. Vegas, Vegas 71. 71. From the Apex Center, you had the big heavyweights going at it with Sergei Pavlovich against the Razor, Curtis Blades. Mm -hmm. These dudes were slinging some leather, dude. They were going big shots. And you, when you looked at it, throwing big shots, Curtis can, you know, he can stand up and he can he can fight in the stand-up. He's got good wrestling. You would think that that was where he wanted to get the fight. He just was never able to even sniff a takedown on Pavlovich. Pavlovich has learned, you know, over time, you know, came in as a boxer, was at AKA, got taken down continuously by a yes, couple of uh, decent wrestlers there throughout, you know, his time and training there. But that's that's what you got to do. You got to you got to be the fucking nail, and you got to be the guy that you know what the small fish in a big pond. It's okay as long as you're learning every day. And his takedown defense has actually gotten pretty damn good, and he's got. <clears throat> He really, he really reminds me of, you know, Francis Ngannou as far as the power that he has in his hands. When he hits people, you can see they get hurt. They don't like it. He hurt Curtis a couple of times in that. You know, he had him wobbling a couple of times. And then when at the finish, you know, that was just all, you know, a, an accumulation of damage that Pavlovich hit him with. Curtis Blades is in the same position that Corey Anderson was in. Yeah, so, you know, and it really is the UFC doesn't want him to advance because they he's don't want him to wrestle. Yeah, and they, they put pressure on you like until you have exciting fights, we're not going to give you a title shot. Doesn't matter how many wins you get, whatever it is. Uh, I said on the show a couple weeks back, or maybe even last week, the Curtis Blades is a bad matchup for John Jones, but he's only a bad matchup for John Jones, not because John Jones can't wrestle. We all know John Jones can wrestle. Is no. that? Because the he same, they're the same height, the same height, same reach, same range, that kind of stuff. Maybe not the same reach, but off by a little bit. But still, yeah. they're both big, big guys. And Pavlovich John Jones has the same reach, but Pavlovich can't wrestle like John Jones. No, but it doesn't no, doesn't matter. Curtis Blades needs to take a page out of Cain Velasquez's book and just chase the guy around for the first thirty for the first minute and a half, two minutes, trying to get a takedown. And as he gets tired of defending the takedowns, they'll come easier. He just didn't. He just didn't shoot. He didn't shoot until he was already in trouble, John. Until he was hurt. Yeah, yeah you can't shoot exactly. like that. The guy knows it's coming. Yeah, he knows it's coming, and it's coming slow. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's usually coming off your back foot, like it's in like you're moving backwards. Then you're oh shit, I'm in trouble because I'm putting pressure, and then you have to actually squat back down on that back leg and then try and shoot and penetrate forward when all your momentum's going backwards. Yep. It's a lot harder to get that takedown, and. um it just—it was really shocking to me that he didn't come out right away, touch gloves, and go right to the shot. Like, doesn't matter. Just go touch gloves, go right to the shot. He's already now. I'm thinking now. He's thinking about it. Oh shit, this guy's gonna really wrestle me. If you come out and circle a little bit, you know the takedown's coming. But we'll start getting into a little bit of an exchange, and then if I touch you one time, which is what happened, it made him like, oh shit, that guy just got hit. Then he starts circling. He starts panicking a little bit. Then he starts using energy, and Pavlovich is just like, okay, I got you now. Started walking after him, touching him, touching him, touching him, and fight was over. If you don't use your wrestling, Curtis Blades, you're like all the other heavyweights. Guy that can hit hard, and that's it. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. You have one of the most unique abilities in the heavyweight division is to fucking wrestle. Go out there and utilize it. I don't care if you got to chase this guy around his fucking hands and knees. Get that takedown. If you don't get it, get back up to your feet, punch and shoot again. Punch and shoot again. They will get tired of defending takedowns because you've been wrestling your whole damn life and you know what it's like to grind it out. These guys, 
they haven't been wrestling their whole life. And they, they I can tell you, I've seen him. He's gotten better at his wrestling takedown defense. Yeah. You get two or three, though, he ain't the same guy. He ain't the same guy. I, I know he was a baby when he was at AK. He was young. Yes. You know, but, and I know he's, he's, he looks like he's filled out into being a full-fledged man, a full-fledged man right now. And he's got quick, quick hands. And I think, I think he's a, I think he's a great talent. He is. I just, um, I think Curtis really just didn't utilize the one tool that was going to get him to a title shot. Doesn't make any sense. I'm baffled. I'm completely baffled by this. Dave, do me a favor. Pull up Sergey Pavlovich's record there real quick. Alistair Overeem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, was, I knew it was someone in the UFC, and I could not remember who it was. Yeah. That was his loss. Okay. There we go. First time. And that was the night that Blades was actually fighting in Gano as the, as the main event. Think about yeah, that. That's crazy, Kaboom. right? Boom. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. But big win for Sergey. And if you're looking at it, eh, he's right there in title contention now. Yeah. Yeah. He's right at the top of the, the food chain there. If if that fight with uh John Jones and Stipe doesn't come about, there's your guy. You would think they'd make him a backup. Oh yeah. You would think. Because I mean there's no better place to be in life than a backup to a heavyweight fight. You don't have to cut weight. You just That's fucking it. show up and fight. Just, just train. Show up. Do your training. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Like, I fucking hate heavyweights. <laughs> <laughs> they can just show you're, up and fucking you're fight. You're so jealous. I oh, am, yeah, man. Let's you're see so this guys jealous. with a big plate of food in front of them the whole week. Damn and I'm straight, just like, baby. screw you guys, man. That's the way to do it. Next fight. How about a, how about a steak? <laughs> Bruno Silva against Brad Tavares. Man, this thing was going. Uh, I don't know. What, did you think Brad Tavares was fighting the right fight? I thought he Bruno was Silva? right in the beginning. Okay, so did I. And then he got and clipped. Then and then he got clipped. And as soon as, soon as he got happened, clipped, dude, he just didn't fight smart. Yeah. He was in panic mode. and. Yep. Yep. Bruno Silva's got good stand-up. And look, he's, he's got heavy hands. So you take a look. You know, the, the knee is what really started the whole thing with the stoppage and everything. But, I mean, I love the fact that I, th- I thought Brad was fighting the right fight. Against Silva, it's just dude, you can get hit early get stoppage. Hurt. No, I thought it was just really? a tiny second longer. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, was still I, kind I, of I, in I, the in the knee yeah. to elbow guard position. He did take one big shot on the on the ground. Yeah. He defended for a second, took one big shot, and then he went back to like trying to kind of get to the legs a little bit, but kind of in a fetal position, knees to elbow position, that turtle shell position from his back. Yeah, but when you go down because the 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 knee that hit him and yeah. then the punches and stuff, yeah, I'm all right with it. I I get it. I understand. I mean, but you're the yeah. co-main event, and, yeah. and and these both these guys are they've been they've been if good it, fighters. If it, I'm being honest, and I, I'm just going to tell you straight out, in the in the position that this fight was mm-hmm. with, yeah, both guys want to win, but there's nothing on the line That's as true. far as, uh, you, you know, the winner of this gets a title shot or anything like that. When I have that, I want it to go a little bit more. Yeah. You know, because I want to give the guy every chance. Got it. If it's not, I'm okay with it. Bobby Green against Jared Gordon, though. <laughs> Bobby Green, I love him. Jared Gordon came out, and I was very impressed with Jared Gordon in this mm-hmm. fight. I really thought he was fighting smart. I liked the way he was trying to attack Bobby, and, and uh, he was landing some shots, not a ton, but he was landing some shots. 
you know, Bobby Green came forward on that. You know, when you look at the the head clash and stuff, it was awkward. But I think he was looking towards actually throwing an elbow too mm-hmm. uh, off of it. So their heads clashed. You would not have any idea what that does, but it can. It can actually cause you to go down. Yeah. yeah who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? But it was, you know, and, and it was. You can look at it, and people. I've I've already had people telling me, yeah, but Gordon was there. You know, he was defending, and it was what it was what Bobby did after that. No, he got hurt, and that's why he went down. It's the same as if he got punched, but by something illegal. You can't sit there, and there we go again. You can't sit there and do that and say, oh no, you should let it go. No, yeah, he got. It was. I'm not saying that the the official. It's hard to see the headbutts in those situations sure like that, but you wouldn't know anything about that. You candy ass <laughs> bitch. <laughs> no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this footage and I'm yeah. going to send it to Andy Foster, the California commission and say, figure this shit out. Why can't you guys be like this? Huh? <laughs> because, because it's nothing this, to say. That, but no, you, but then you saw it was a headbutt that night when, when I fought Patricky. You could have went, should have went over to the commission and said, "Hey, is it I did. We want to talk about it. Let's make it a no contest." That <laughs> son of a gun. That, that's a lot. That's, that's the last fight of my career is a, a loss by a headbutt. Here's, here, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Hmm. You got up. He was still he defending. He, he was still defending it. until he didn't could, get up. Yeah. I looked at the <laughs> ref for the some help, but for some reason that old man didn't see shit. That either. fucking ref doesn't like you, though. Fucking, I know. I can tell. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> son of a bitch! I love <laughs> it just it. pissed me off. Oh well, man! You know, with the funny, the one with the again, and this is you know, Bobby Green is such a good guy, but you know, he thought he got the win, and then Keith Peterson comes in and tells me because being no contest. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, he loves to fight. He loves yeah. this game, man. You can tell yeah, the way he's he doing. He's in the cage. He loves it, and that's what the best part about Bobby Green. Yep. You know, he's a good, he's a, he's a really good fighter. Really good fighter. He is. And he's a good person. All right, John. Um, I'm going to skip the Lucindo fight. She's got fast hands, good boxing, but, uh, yeah, the Jeremiah Wells not, and Semisberger. Great fight. Good that fight. was a good fight. Yep. Talk to me. Talk to me, Goose. Well, I thought Semisberger did some good stuff, man. Had some great shots on the feet. Good, good Wells, but Wells just had the wrestling. He had the control on the ground. Every time Summersberger heard him and rocked him, he was able to get, he was able to get the takedown. But John, yeah. the the damage versus the control on the top, yeah. we're in that. Conf- we're in. Yeah, I thought are. I thought Summersberger probably should have won. Okay, but I kind of thought it was a decision. But mad. I will give it at least Jeremiah Wells mm-hmm. was attempting to strike. He was yep. attempting to do elbows. He was attempting to look for submissions. He was not just sitting there doing nothing, holding on. He was going after him. You know, if you're in the stand-up, I thought, you know, Semmelsberger is the winner. But it was more of it way on the ground than yeah. there was in the stand-up. So, but yeah, I'm I know okay there, there was way more, I, I but, he, but he I rocked him and dropped him a couple. You know, he dropped him in both uh, in the first two rounds. Yeah. So, I would have thought I had Semmelsberger winning. Yeah, I had him winning. He did just the damage. By, yeah, not by much. Not like, like I said, look, in this day and age, it's not it's not a robbery. No, let's. It's just called what it is. It was a close fight back and forth. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yep. And um, this is a good fight. I actually wouldn't mind seeing that fight again. To be honest, I mean, later on down the road, hopefully when yeah. both of them are around. Uh, Christos Gyogus or Gyogus or whatever. Gallegos. Versus, Gallegos. Gallegos versus Ricky Glenn. 
<sighs> Dude. Nasty. Big knockout. time shot. Big time. Yep. Good Nasty. knockout. John, yeah. disgusting. No, it was he great. He got hit and it. it was like it was like it was like a fucking tree falling on Big John. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> big tree. Big tree. Um, big tree going down, yeah. But Ricky Glenn on, really the best, good. best part is when Ricky Glenn got up like, no, no. Nah. He's, he's falling <laughs> over. <laughs> he's going it's like, yeah, yeah. You got that, it. Good good striker versus a really good grappler. Just could never get the fight to the ground. And you know, and uh Christos looked good. Just good straight punches right down the pipe. Boom, boom, boom. Done deal. Nice shot. Yeah. <sighs> Teetering. Ooh. Yeah. Next fight. No. Montel Jackson taking on Ronnie Yahaya. Honey Yaya, if you want to say it the right way. But you know, I look at this one and let's just be honest. Honey is getting old. Yeah, that's the first thing I was thinking. He's he's really slow. He was never a fast fighter, but he's really slow now. And you know, he's taking the shots that he's taking. At least, you know, he was always so you know ground oriented. Still is ground oriented, but at least he would try to move himself, and he would actually you know, you know, go to the ground, you know, and trying to avoid shots and stuff. He's getting hit by shots he didn't get hit by before, and. uh I don't know. Yeah, I know he still wants to be in the game and stuff, but he's taking mm. big shots. Montel yeah. Jackson put some good shots on him, put him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I started tuning in on the Usman versus Tafa fight, and uh, I kind of wish I didn't. Um, it was, so did I. <laughs> it was uh, the first, the first like two and a half, three minutes was was fantastic, and then after that, it was. Yeah. Usman did what he had to do to win. Yeah. That's you got. They a win's a win, baby. But when yeah, I look well, back at the records, all I'm going to see is a W. Who's, I'm not going to go back and research. I'm not going to stand up no. with this dude anymore. I'm getting yeah. hit. I'm getting hurt. Yeah. You know? He's got to work on his technique, though. He's, he dips his head a lot low. He kind of swings really he swings really wild. Boy, he swings wild. And I know he's got a lot of power, but yeah. he swings really wild. And Tafa yeah. showed him what power was. He's got controlled power. Just boom, boom, boom. But with Tafa, well, the, go ahead. Muscles don't make punching power. Nope. I know. I wish they did because I would have been fucking knocking everyone out. Dude, you fucking have those little tiny 22 <laughs> hands, so baby. <laughs> those fucking little tiny baby 22 hands. caliber hands. Man. So That's bad. Awesome. 22. Isn't there a smaller bullet than that? It's called a BB yeah. gun. It's yeah, like there's, there's a 177 pellet. <laughs> like an airsoft. <laughs> it's like, a, like an airsoft hands. Oh, uh. man. Oh fuck! All right, well, hey, that's to gonna throw, wrap up. Hard our, to uh, throw with power when you got little tiny puff puff uh, hands. <laughs> that's gonna wrap up our UFC card talk, and uh, let's go into Bellator 294, which was on Friday night for the troops. Liz Carmouche versus Deanna Bennett. Boy, Give Timmy John. Deanna Bennett was she was winning. She Deanna Bennett was I know now was up three zero on all the judges' scorecards. Wow, giving her the first three rounds. Wow. I had thought that you could have given Liz the second. It was close, and I can understand why they gave it to Deanna. Deanna was fighting great. She was absolutely utilizing her wrestling. She was doing good even in the stand-up, and when it hit the ground, she was all over Liz and giving her nothing but problems. Yeah. Woof. I mean, I think Liz... Just being who she is in terms of all of her experience is that she just was like, okay, first round drop, no big deal. Second round drop, no big deal. Or close to second round, you know? And then third round drop, all right, I got to start picking this shit up. Just yep. came out, just was like, okay, look, 
you had your time. Let me start taking this thing over. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know, I thought Deanna looked fucking fantastic. She did. I mean, my concern was that she was going to win. And after missing weight, you got to give her an automatic title shot. She, yeah. I, I like her. She's a little weird, but, uh, <laughs> but I like her. In a weird, in a weird way, like in a weird, fun, fun way. She's, like she's weird. Nice she's weird in a very fun and yeah. friendly fashion. Very friendly, very friendly. Yes. She's a sweetheart. Um, yes. But yeah, just uh, I, I hate to see people win a title exchange, which she no, wouldn't have won no, the no, title. No, no. And then turn I hate, and I like, hate yeah. to see someone yeah. with an opportunity yeah. given to them to fight for a world title and not make weight. And and and, and here's here's the problem with it. You know, my scale. When I hear my scale, I look at you like, all right, you're you're possibly one of the dumber people I've ever met. Okay, because your scale means nothing. There is a scale there for you to weigh in anytime you want. It's the official scale. Mm-hmm. You're going to step on that scale. Don't give me the thing about my scale. And if it comes down to it, then bring your scale down to that scale every time step on that scale and then step on your scale and take it and put it to the number that the official scale was and now your scale will put you at least close to what the official scale is when i like midway through strike force and then when i got to the ufc they were doing the same thing as you show up on tuesday for your fight yeah and they would check your weight Mm -hmm. the one to see where you're at that was considered to be the official scale. It was calibrated, everything like that. You, right. I'd set my digital scale Absolutely. to that weight. And it yeah. was always it was normally like half pound off oh, it, or you it, know it might be a couple tenths off. Yeah, it wasn't much. It was like at the yeah. most it was a half pound. It was never a full pound. Never. Yeah. And the scale that I had was so good, I took that fucking thing with me everywhere. I took it everywhere because I I just knew it was right on. It was exactly what it needed to be. Never did I never once miss weight. I was never over by more than, you know, a fraction of whatever it was. I was never overweight, period. But I'm saying like when they said one fifty four point five, it was always one fifty, you know, my scale said one fifty four point seven or something. It was nothing. Just that's that's bad. Like your coaches should be doing that. Your 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 camp should be doing it. You should be doing it. You guys should know. Hello. Hey, there's money on the line, world title shots not? on the line. What are you doing? Yeah. Just not very smart. Anyways, uh, congratulations to Liz, though. Good job. Little slow start again. Got to get nope. out of that habit, hon. Got to get yeah. out of that habit. You know, it's funny because you know, we had talked to her about it, right? Let's be honest. We had, we had to sit there and say, you got to start faster. Yeah, You got to do this. And she had the Kana Watanabe fight. She does that. She tried to come out fast in the first Juliana mm-hmm. fight, but she did come out fast in the second one. And you think, okay, she's got it. And then this, you go, mm-hmm. nope. Coming out slow on that, yeah. but it, I, the one thing I'm going to give super big props to her, she put the title on the line. Now she did it for for several reasons, but one is you know that's a title defense, and I, I love the fact that she, no, I'm not going to just have a loss and still be champion. So yeah, love the fact that she's got the right attitude and she's just a dynamite person. Yeah, no, I agree. Tim Johnson, honorable mention, tough, gritty fight, needed it though because he was on the losing track and. Uh, yep. Same thing with Syed Soma. Both of them need to get a win. One of them did, and uh, wasn't the best of fights, but it was a it was a game plan. Both of them got to get started a little bit sooner. Yeah, they, they've got to work on that. But there was a lot at stake for both of them. I don't know if Syed's going to be back. Um, you know, coming off of his losses, and then Tim coming off of his losses got the win. So he, I think, he was on his last fight of his contract, also. So maybe he'll come back. We'll see. But uh, Sarah McMahon versus Arlene Blanco. 
came in first time in Bellator, uh, put on a, a really good performance. But third round, she was almost out, dude. Mm. Almost out. Yeah. Uh, she, I, I could see her eyes in the, in the moment. In the, I mean, they were glossed over and she just dove. She had that look and dove for the, she was able to get the takedown, which saved her and, uh, able to ride out the rest of it. But, you know, it's not easy. I saw Arlene in anyway. the in the lobby afterwards, and I said, you know, you made some critical mistakes. There was opportunities yep. for you to get out in the way, and you decided to stand close or try to wrestle yourself, and, and it backfired. You know, she threw a spinning back fist when she had just yep. got escaped, and she threw a spinning back fist. What do you think is going to happen? She's going to lower her head, maybe knock her out. Chances are very slim because a wrestler's natural instinct is to lower their level and shoot. Lower it. Yeah. As soon as they see you make big movements like that, they lower the level and shoot. Uh, good, good uh, performance by Sarah McMahon. She had, she had a great, she had a great job of just weathering the storm in that third round, into her takedown, controlling the rest of the fight. Takedowns were key, and Arlene just got to go back to the drawing board and be a little bit smarter about how she how she approaches a fight like that. Yep, the man. <laughs> I love this guy. The Italian I mean, gangster Danny Sabatello. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. Yep. He is funny as hell. Going up against Marcus Breno, who is a damn good fighter. Mm. You know, and uh, Danny Sabatello, tenacious with the takedowns. You know, very John. There's something about those Purdue wrestlers because very John Fitch-like and mm-hmm. just tenacious in doesn't matter if I didn't get it. I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. And he just did that over and over to where, you know, he ends up in the second round. Now he's in control. Now he gets the back. And a really nice job of getting the the submission uh, victory with rear naked choke. You know, I, Danny Sabatello has got a huge upside. Yeah. You know, I read the comments. Everyone's like, oh, man, like Danny Sabatello is, comes from ATT. He basically just stole uh, Colby's shtick, and he's the same exact fighter. You guys fucking shit on Colby. I really like Colby. Mm, no. So if you guys listen to our show... I like him. Maybe I don't like the way he acts sometimes, not in terms of his stick that he does, but like you can't expect him to say shit to people he trains with. There's a difference. Danny Sabatello is loved in his gym. This dude, Colby, is fucking pissing everybody off in his gym, the ones that are helping him get better. So don't tell me that they're the same people. One is an asshole to people behind it, the people that have helped him get there. This guy, he's loved in the same damn gym. That's one thing. Two is Danny Sabatello, that's not a stick. He really is like that. He's nice, super nice, but if he's fighting you, he's fighting you. Fuck you. I'm fighting you, and when I'm done, I'll shake your hand and say it is what it is. That's what he is. You know, yep. he still doesn't like Rafael Stotts. He wants to get that fight back, you know, but the thing is, he's a winner, man. The kid is a grimy winner. He wants to be the best. He understands who who's in his way. Don't expect him to be friends with people in his weight class, but he's friends with everybody in his gym. That's the difference between the two. I admire Colby for everything he's done. I love the fact that like he had that shtick that was working for him, the whole MAGA thing and the whole, you know, in the fights. And he's a fucking, he can fight. Colby Covington yeah. can fight. There's yeah. nothing, there's no doubt about that. I'm oh, not no, denying any of that shit. He's no, he's dog. tough and he's good. Yeah. You know, um, but no, I, I don't, I don't shit on Colby Covington. I just tell you guys like it is. And you, all you Colby Covington fans fucking hit my comment section. Okay. <laughs> I like Colby as a fighter. I could care less about him outside of whatever he does. I don't watch him for that. I watch him for the for his fighting abilities. Danny Sabatello. The, I know Danny personally. I don't know Colby again, personally. Again, Colby crosses the line. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's true. When you when you when you go after and you start saying things about John Anik and uh, you know 
your your kids being fatherless you've crossed the line yeah you don't do that and, and danny's made it very clear i don't talk about people's religions i don't talk about their kids their wives he's like no i, 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 I my problem is with you yeah my problem with you, as, you a as a fighter you're in my way that's that's the difference you guys keep saying they're the same they are fucking nothing the same nothing alike nothing all right, Anyways, all right. Next, <laughs> Levon Chokley against Michael Lombardo. Very tough fight. Chokley getting the win, unanimous decision. I thought Lombardo fought well. There were some mistakes in there by both guys, but it was a very entertaining fight. Good stuff. Good enough. Achilles Moda beat Kenneth Cross. Kenneth Cross has got a lot of talent. He's going to be around for a while, but Achilles Moda proved that. You know what? You got to be the complete fighter, and you can't make any mistakes. Kenneth Cross made the mistake. He was out. I talked to Kenneth. Need... I talked to Kenneth go real ahead, quick go. afterwards, and I said, "Hey, you did exactly what Juan Archuleta and and Patchy did. You went real hard for as fast as you could, and when you had nothing after that, he's like, I walked back to to the corner after the first round. He's like, fuck, I'm dead. He was exhausted. I said, there's an adrenaline dump. I said, I saw the way you were walking around the hotel this whole week. You were like yep. high. You were just you were amped. You were amped. Then you got in there, and about three and a half minutes in, all that yeah. ampness was gone." Gone. like it was it was gone so yeah i don't know it was uh he's frustrated he's upset but he understands what he has to do and i just told him i was like hey you got to learn to rest in positions that you are winning don't rest in the shitty positions just go back and work on that in training you know get yourself out of shitty positions when you're dog dead tired that'll teach you and then when you're on top that's when you control them and make them work uh next fight tyrell fortune against sergey Bilostini. You know, this is one of those unfortunate uh, disqualification. Um, Tyrell had controlled most of the, the fight. Sergey was turning it on, turned it around, ends up where he's doing elbows. The elbow strikes to the, to the head were legal. Yeah. I didn't see any elbow strikes that were illegal. It was the hammer fists. The hammer fists were illegal. You know, Unfortunately, it wasn't stopped fast. There was, you know, you got to figure when you're working with a fighter that doesn't speak your language, you've got to be able to either have that thing that you've communicated in the back of what you're going to say or what you or how long you're going to go and what you're going to let them do, or you're going to stop it right away before it gets out of control. Kind of got a little bit out of control, but unfortunately, it was a uh, disqualification with a guy that in Sergey Bellastini, who, look, he's going to be good. He's tough. I've watched him fight. He's fast. He's got power. And uh, he'll fight. So I'd like love to see him back. A horrible fucking job by the ref. Just yeah. disgusting. Well, like, it, it, John, it was it was the elbow again, shot was see, legal. Again, but and this is the problem. I, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. But this is what people need to understand. It's when we talk all the time about, you know, look, you're not fighting enough. You, you, you got to get in there because it's repetitions that make you better. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing with the referees. You know, you're again, you're looking at guys who are working in Hawaii, who live in Hawaii. They don't do that many fights. Yeah. And so when you, when you're used to doing things with guys that are just English speakers, Hawaiians, you know, from the Island and things like that. And it's a different, you know, the bigger shows, have you know a variety of you know fighters from around the world in different languages and you got to know how to deal with it and unfortunately in that situation the referee hasn't had that many repetitions lately he's not used to dealing with that and, it, and he makes the slow decision yeah yeah because i think had he stopped one thing was when he said you're hitting the back of the head 
He yeah. didn't say it loud enough. That's one. Two is you got to start putting your did. yeah. He doesn't you gotta put your hand there. Yeah, put you your hand out there or something. You got to stop the action after the yep. after the first one. You stop the action. Maybe it yep. would have seen a either a no contest, or we would have seen a a point taken, and then the fight would have continued. Yes, but that wasn't done properly. Yep. All right, that's gonna wrap up our Bellator talk. Let's get right into this boxing. Oh my goodness, we had Javonta Tank Davis against Ryan Garcia. Ah. Didn't go as long as I thought it would. I actually thought it would go a little bit longer. But did you? I think Tank, Tank Davis called the seventh round. He said seventh or eighth. He's becoming the Mystic Mac of boxing. Let's calm down, guys. Let's calm down. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he put uh, Garcia down in the second round. Mm-hmm. And nice little shot. Not, that was a clean shot. Yeah, that was a nice shot. Little like uppercut um, kind of slash hook. Yeah, nicely done. The body shot, and I, I, I've seen a lot of people, you know, saying that Ryan Garcia quit. Yeah, bullshit. Okay, and, and the other part, what created the problem for Ryan Garcia was not he was throwing a punch at the same time that he took that body shot. If you look where his arms at, it's out, which is exposing that rib and that you know uh, mm-hmm. diaphragm area. And man, when it shuts down. unless you've been hit with it you'll never know and god bless you for not knowing but if you have if you've been training ever or anything you'll understand you can't stand you try your legs just don't they don't work and and you're not breathing and it's a horrible feeling you know i think that i do think that the weight little bit could have possibly been some effect on the fight you know has some effect on his legs and things like that moving Javante was smart in the way his management handled that give him credit and ryan garcia you know agreed to everything so there's no no excuses, no excuses. here. no excuses you know Javante proved i'm the better better boxer right now by far I, a couple things um i can see why people thought he quit because all you do is you stand up and then you walk forward a second and you just take a knee again that's it Take your two, take your two knees, take, give yourself some time. Okay. I would, that's what I would do. I would stand up. I'd circle around until, and just kind of hunch over until Javante came forward and then take a knee there. You get another 10 seconds, you know, or a little bit of time. At least that would have given you the amount of time. That's why I think people are criticizing. You got to be smart in those situations. Diego Corrales, when he fought Castillo, sometimes the the brain ain't working the same way. I agree with you. Diego Corrales, though, when he fought uh, Castillo. Smartest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, spit it's out dropped, the mouthpiece. Takes the mouthpiece out, puts it on the mat. Fucking, you know, yeah. ref picks it up, puts it back in his mouth. Gets Trick dropped points. again, spits it yeah. out. Whatever, man, I fucking lost. I, either I, least, either yeah. this or I get knocked out. What's a lot? An L is oh, an L at the end of the day. There you go. And look what happened in that fight. Came back. Boom, boom, boom. Knocked him out. Nicely done. Now, I'm not saying that would have happened in this fight, but it gives you an opportunity to come back. You know, and that was the, uh, I think that's why people were criticizing whether he quit or not. Now, there's also a video going around. There's a boxer that had put out a video saying, hey, I was sparring with you, you know, two weeks ago and I hit you to the body and hurt your ribs. And I apologize. I saw that you lost and I hope it, I hope it wasn't from me. I, I, you nope. can't use any excuses. Shit nope. happens in sparring. If you, if you needed the extra time to push the date a little bit, I know there's a lot of money involved in all this stuff, but. Man, 
Yeah, you got you, you got to think about your career. But I will give nah, I'll give Ryan Garcia credit. Yeah. He he really did a great job of pushing this fight and promoting it and saying the right things yeah. and, and you know all the good stuff that you know he did because he he talked his ass off through it and everything. And they're gonna fight again somewhere along the road. Maybe they won't based on size. It's a possibility mm. that they'll never match up size wise again. Look, Ryan Garcia is still a good fighter. He's just he's got to learn from the experience. And Javante Davis has proven, I think, right now, yep. you know, he is the guy in boxing that everyone's going to watch. Yeah, I look at where they were. Like in the first round, Javante was having, you know, he was on the outside, sticking and moving, doing a good job, landing clean shots. Second round, mm -hmm. dropped him, sat him to his butt. Third, fourth, I gave to Javante also. Uh, fifth, I think he even gave him the fifth. The sixth, though, I saw Ryan start to kind of come on a little bit. And then in that seventh round, right before he got dropped, he was actually landing some clean, hard shots. He was getting a little yeah. carried away, and I think that's when when uh, Gervonta saw that there was a, a wide opening. Just boom, yeah. let's start getting to the body because he's taller than me. Well, so he was he was ducked down inside. Yeah. Yep. You know, and uh, I think that Ryan looked at it like, oh, I'm going to catch him as he's coming up. He never came up. He just ripped. No. And no. Nice shot. It was nicely placed, though. Beautifully placed. Yeah. Huh? But where does he go from here? Does, does Gervonta fight Haney? Does he fight... Uh, uh, Oh, fuck, what's his name? Shakur? No, Sh oh, uh, Shakur. Haney or Shakur, I think. But, I mean, both those guys are really tough, tough fights. And I think they're... Hell, they're, yes. How much bigger are they than him, though? I'm not sure. Haney's a lot name. bigger as far as... Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, height and, you know, he's real thin and everything. But Haney's, uh, Haney's hard to hit. Dude, he's so good. He's got good movement. He uses his reach. He's hard to hit. He's, yep. he's a technician. Love yep. watching him fight. 70, he's got a 71-inch reach where I would say Javante is somewhere in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, let's see what reach is. 66. Uh, You're seeing 66 reach? somewhere? No, I'm not. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I don't see anything. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, 28 years old. We'll see. Reach is... Oh, I thought it'd be. Oh, yeah, there it is, right there. Uh, 67 and a half. 67 compared half. to 71. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, what Brian Garcia's, I'm sure, was a lot longer, or not a lot longer, but longer than his. Oh, you yeah. know? And just, uh, you can use that reach advantage and make it a disadvantage because he gets inside with his head in the chest. Yeah. And just hit the body, come back over the top of the head. Oh, he's I mean, he used, has a little bit of that bulldog. That down. Yeah, he's got that bulldog yeah. style in him, man. He's got it down. So a little bit of that Mike Tyson kind of. He can take but, a shot. No, he can. He the can. Dude he does can take leave himself shot. open. You, yeah, you he does. Were, but he, but he takes a shot well. Yeah, you and I were talking about it quite a bit, and uh, said that it was, it was one of those fights where we thought Ryan might have a chance if he could keep him on the outside, but he just got wasn't, overzealous, and Javante uh, capitalized, and he capitalized every single time. His forehead was in his chest. Came up with the uppercut right from there, and that little Smart uppercut game hook. plan. Yep, and then you hit him with a body. Boom. I mean, nice work. Nicely yep. done. I want to know. I'm excited to see who they kind of try to line him up against next. Maybe maybe him and Loma. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking him and Loma. But Loma's slowing down and, you know, Loma's slick. I don't know. He's slick. Yeah, he's slick. I just I, I, He is slowing down, though. He is. You can see in his yeah. last couple of fights, he's not the same fighter he was, you know, five years ago. But yep. not many people are. Hello. You know. <laughs> All right, Dave, you got anything else for us? Uh, no, so we there are obviously a ton of fights announced um, on 420. Um, mm -hmm. I think UFC was definitely enjoying 420 that day because 
ton of fights come out, but um, someone will, was smoking something. Yeah, for sure. We um, we'll find a time where we talk talk about it in a live stream or in the midweek show. So one of those two, we'll we'll review those fights and we'll break them down. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we have um potential guests and stuff like that. So we're working on it and we'll figure it out and then we'll let you guys know via social media. So hey, sure what what one thing one thing I want to bring up? Brandon Royval talked about after his fight that you know what he should never have been you know on an undercard. I should always be on the main card and stuff. And Dana White came out saying, you know what? He's right. We fucked up. Yep. <laughs> I love him. That was great. Well, he's, he says, you know, sometimes we make mistakes, and we made a mistake there. And it's like, way to go, because you know what? That dude is money. He comes to fight. He puts on a show. Win or lose, he's out there doing his thing and and making things happen. So oh, Dana's way to, way made to go it very. Being true, Dana's made it very clear. He's like, we've been fucking up a lot lately as a promotion. Yeah. And uh, he's like, we've got to get it fucking fixed. He's like, I don't know what we're doing. He's like, but we got to get it fixed. So whatever it is that's going on, I mean, just we all understand that. Well, it's not easy. Like and, everyone thinks that look, Dana understands that he sees every single fight. He doesn't. No, He's he got does. so yeah. much other shit on his mind. We, 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 have, we, have, we have things happening all the time. I'm going, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. You know, and it drives me crazy, but it is what it is. Yep, yep. Other people make those decisions. One last thing. Tim Sylvia won his slap fight. Congratulations <laughs> to him. Fucking nasty, vicious knockout. Yeah. Ooh, but congratulations to my boy, man. Tim Sylvia, long time no see, long time no chat, but uh still still my boy man and uh wish you nothing but the best and success also go to onlyfans.com slash weighing in subscribe to us over there it's free fan questions probably coming in this week sometime and uh hit up the weighing in merch weighinginmerch.com pick up some of our hoodies sweaters all sweatshirts and all that stuff but it's getting to t-shirt season so make sure you guys hit up the t-shirt area and uh we keep talking about getting new designs out so we got to get that stuff going before the summer hits that that would be you and i having to actually do work though oh man I mean, we just worked all week, two shows. That's Thank a lot you. Of work. I don't get any rest. Yeah. I'm old. Look, we got. We want you guys to continue uh, to share our content. We're very blessed to have so many of you guys following us we, uh, and subscribe to our channels. Thanks for sticking with us, and uh, make sure you hit that thumbs up. I'm hearing the thumbs up and the bell. We've got some interviews coming this week of some fighters that just fought last weekend, so just uh, hit that thumbs up and hit the bell. Hit the notifications and smash the subscribe button. Thank you guys for following us, and John, take us away. Thank you to everyone for listening, and we will see you.